to my podcast. Let's go. I'm all about doing what I want to do and living life to the fullest. Every day, me and my team, we're on a mission to help you achieve all of your dreams. Welcome to my first investment property podcast, where we talk about our experience gained, wisdom learned, and the lessons learned throughout the process of real estate investment and development. I'm Edwin Carrion, the creator of my first investment property podcast. Stay on after the show, and I'll share how you can be the next guest on one of the fastest growing podcasts in our industry. With that being said, let's get started. Hey, Joe, welcome to the uh, first investment uh, real estate podcast today. Awesome. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Super excited to connect with you today. It looks like you're a really busy guy. You've got lots of entrepreneurial skills. Um, do you want to share with our audience just a little bit of your background in terms of you know um, how you got started in real estate, what you're doing, and, and then we can carry on for where you're yeah. in the future? Yeah, sure. So um, my background is, um, I, we can call it colorful or we could call it uh, <laughs> experimental. Um, you know, it really started, you know, back in the early 2000s. I was kind of a, uh, kind of a young gun and I, I happened to sell one of my businesses at the age of, I think I was, I think I was either almost 23 or I was already 23 and I sold a company and, you know, didn't make millions, but made enough to, to kind of put my foot into the real estate industry. Um, so by my mid twenties, you know, I had a, a lot of investment properties. Uh, we were doing a ton of fix and flips at the time. Um, and then I had a few holds that I was, that I was sitting on and then the market crashed. Oh, no. <laughs> and so, so I got caught, uh, we had, uh, what was it like 16 properties that we were run at the same time that were all being remodeled all oh, at the no. same time. Um, and so, you know, as we're watching the market, I'm like, wow, that, you know, all the margins that were supposed to exist in these, uh, we're watching them diminish day by day. And, um, you know, I, in Northern California, we got hit fast. And, um, you know, that Sacramento market, which, uh, which we heavily invested in had a lot of, you know, kind of manipulated, you know, due to interest rates and all those programs, a lot of, uh, you know, investors coming in, a lot of people buying properties are way out of their range. Um, and we just got kind of caught in the same thing. And I, I realized that I just got caught in the hype of it and it was so fun and it was so exciting. Um, but really there was no strategy behind what we were doing. We were like, Oh, there's a deal. Let's get it. Oh, there's another deal. Let's get it. And the way lending worked back then, you know, you could go in hundred percent financing and, you know, call it owner occupied. And the next thing you know, you've got a bunch of, a bunch of properties that you have yeah. no money in this, no money in the game. And uh, so it made it really easy and very kind of enticing. Um, but when the market crashed, uh, we ended up losing nine of the properties that we had. Um, I held onto a couple and then finally was able to sell those out. I went down to zero, had absolutely no money nor any properties. I was uh, living with my sister and then decided it was time to kind of reinvent myself from there. So that's how I got started in real estate. Um, yeah, it's a bit ahead. of a bump, bumpy start. That was an ugly start. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, but I mean, if you go back before that, you know, what really got me so excited about it was when, if you went into an expanding market where there was a lot of building going on, you could go in back then, can't do it now. You go, go in and you could go, Hey, I'm going to go into contract on a property that's being built. When it's ready six months later, you've already made 50, $70,000. You sell it before you even live in it. And then you've made all this money. You just roll it into the next one. And so we, st that's how we really started was doing those. And you were able to actually get into a few of them at the same time. And so it was kind of like this, next thing you know, we're going to all these building communities and we would be in contract on, you know, four or five properties at the same time. 
And because back then there was no mechanism for them to cross-reference and know that you're in contract or you're taking out loans, they had no idea. And so, um, you know, that's how we actually got started. It was super exciting. It's like, wow, look at all this money. It's like so easy. And then when reality hits, like, oh, we just got beat. <laughs> yeah, wow. I mean, we're kind of experiencing that in the marketplace we're in now. We're seeing real yeah. estate selling uh, 15 offers, 20 offers over asking and yeah. home selling in a week, but at huge premiums. Right now, we're seeing a trend to um, smaller ranch style homes for seniors that don't really want to move into assisted living. They want to sell their big two, uh, three, four story ho- homes. So you get a million dollar house that just sold last week for $500,000 over asking. You can, so, but here's the thing that's interesting about that is when you look at the financing side of it, you can only do that with cash. Yeah, absolutely. Right? Because if there's yeah. no comps that make it that value, a lender isn't going to loan against it. And this right. is where the bubble is going to burst yeah. is because that is not sustainable. The nope. average American cannot do that. And um, we're in transition right now. We're moving from, so I'm standing in Northern California. Um, I moved my residency to Montana and we're moving to Bozeman to probably that area in Montana. And um, next week we're actually heading up to go look at houses. And the crazy thing is it's more expensive there than it is here. Oh, wow. It's, and it's crazy. A home will will only sit for a couple of days and they'll get those offers over asking, but for everything that, you know, we would want the prices are up two and a half to three X from last year. Crazy. Which is insane for Montana, yeah. right? Like, you know, um, it goes below zero there. It's Yeah. So, so yeah, different market, but wow, what a difference. So what's your strategy moving forward? I mean, obviously, you know, yeah. um, when the market is roaring and people really aren't looking, like you said, cross-referencing, anybody can play because the yeah. barrier is entry, the, the entry is low. Uh, so I'm assuming, you know, you, you learned some lessons there. So what were the lessons you learned oh. and, and how are you going to move forward? Yeah. cash flow wins, right? Okay. The, the fix and flip, um, you know, is it, it's, it's momentary. Um, it's, it's a hard way to make a living in the real estate space or even make, uh, you know, to what I'm doing now is like, we're building a legacy, you know, we're building this for our children. We, we don't, you know, we have, I have companies that pay for our life and our business, my, you know, our, our lifestyle, our finances. My wife has a business. Um, we're not doing this for us. Like we don't need this. I'm building the legacy for my children so that when they're, when we're, we're croaking and we're old, like, you know, they get handed, you know, a, a, a mega portfolio of real estate. Yep. And as we watch these, just the craziness in all of the markets over just my adult life, you know, I just turned 40, uh, a couple of weeks ago. And so seeing what I've seen in like, let's say the last 20 years has been weird. And I'm going, well, if this is, if these are the cycles that real estate goes through, yeah. okay, I get them now. And I understand how we can play this game. So, um, you know, for right now, the strategy is stack cash, wait, watch how, uh, the interest rates are going to play. Um, you know, as interest rates go up, real estate has to stabilize. Um, we're going to start to see a trend, hopefully where prices actually kind of get a little more realistic. You don't get the 15 offer, offers over asking because loans are harder to get. Yeah. Um, but I think it also, it's going to be, it, it's going to be strategy on where you invest, right? So what type of communities it's, you know, the invest buy and hold in California in places and, you know, that, that people are exiting to as well. Those are going to be really hard places to buy and hold because they're going to get extremely expensive. Um, so either you come in with a lot of money 
or yeah. you you need to invest in different areas. And so there's a lot of areas in the country that we were kind of evaluating. Um, and then we're just going to continue to buy and hold. Well, and that's a pretty common theme I've heard that, you know, most of the investors I speak to don't do anything on the West Coast. The West Coast is done. Yeah, uh, I, I believe it is. Yeah. I believe it is. I My goal is that aside from this property that we're going to keep as a rental when we leave, um, and just because it's 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 in an area where like we could turn around, we could sell this house for double what we bought it for yeah. two years ago because nobody can get a house here. And so we're in this market uh, that's that's really, really, uh, you know, inviting. Um, but yeah, you're right. Like I hopefully will never in my life buy anything on the West Coast again. Um, I think that, you know, with taxes and everything else that go into it on top of that, as well as the fact that I just think that the market is just it's so fabricated here. This can't last, you know, unless things go for, you know, 10 cents on the dollar. I, I hope I don't buy another house and on the West Coast. <laughs> oh, I like living on the West Coast, but I mean, you know, that's the other thing I've learned is that, that you know, you can be mobile and you don't need to buy where you live. You Correct. can be smart. You can look at kind of trends where they're growing. And I've talked to a, a number of my friends in Texas and they're talking about this huge influx of people from California. Yep. They're going, so you've yep. got all these West Coasters moving with their big money into Texas, driving up the real estate in Texas. Well, what, the thing that's scary about that is what you're going to do is you're going to end up with a lot of the same, the same um, political policies and tax policies that they're leaving, yeah. which you saw that happened in Oregon. It happened in Washington, right? As everybody migrated out of California to those states, yeah. Oregon's a train wreck, right? Oregon is not a place you want to be investing. It's not a place you actually, you know, no offense, want to be living if you're trying to get away from, you know, what's going on here. I moved my business to Mont, uh, excuse me, to uh, Wyoming yeah. because they like small businesses. They're friendly, right? California, they hate us, yeah. and uh, I'm getting no, no they don't. Know, they just they just want your money. That, they yeah, well, the heck out of you. They love you. Yeah, they yeah, they, <laughs> they, they, they want to make sure that you can't survive. <laughs> so I, I just um, you know my my philosophy is 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 I'm looking at states that are small business centric. They love small businesses. They they want to help and make sure that you. Um, that you'll do well. And in those areas, you'll find that there's good, strong, strong investment properties as well. And so, you know, some of the states we're looking at is, you know, parts of Montana, uh, Wyoming as well. Um, there's good areas in Missouri that we're looking at as well. Um, Kansas, uh, K- uh, Kansas, there's a few uh, pockets that we're looking into as well. Um, and you can still buy homes that are affordable to invest in and hold them. Sure. without waiting a decade to get your money out. So when you buy, when you're looking for a cash flow home to buy, are you typically buying, doing some rentals and then putting a renter in? No. So my strategy right now is that we work really closely with some core agents in certain markets. So I mentioned in the Missouri you know, area, so St. Louis. Um, and what we do is there's a couple pockets that this agent knows really, really well. And then Basically, she brings us deals and says, "Hey, here's here's what uh, here's a property. It's got a renter in it that's been there for an extended period of time. They don't want to leave. The property was renovated in the past seven to nine years, somewhere in that window. So you don't have a lot to do. There's no major fixes that need to be done. This is a good deal, and it fits in kind of our our budget. And so we walk in with cash flow. That's what the goal is. Lots of different approach." I was it, well, it, it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I just talked to somebody earlier this week and they were, you know, they're buying, fixing, and then putting a renter in or, you know, with the property yeah. manager. Sure. I was in St. Louis a couple of years ago uh, with a buddy of mine that's down there and 
he was sharing some of the real estate he was looking at because he lives in the area. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, we look at, like, we, wow, we look at, buy, I could buy houses on my credit card. Um, different. You're, you're, that's, it's, it's literally a different world. So what we started doing was we started doing what we call just um, their, their micro investments. And you can literally put them on your credit card. It's, it's, it's pretty amazing. But the cool thing is, is that, you know, you can own them free and clear, number one, which is awesome in a situation where if this Market pandemic, yeah. well, it, it, you know, things like this where they go, oh, renters, hey, you know, you don't have to pay your rent and the landlord has to eat it and just deal with it, right? Yeah. If you own it free and clear, you don't have as much risk, right? Sure. So if you could drop that baby on your credit card and it's a no big deal, you know, or you just, I mean, simply if you pay cash, I mean, I wouldn't sure. put it on a credit card, but um, the point is that it, it creates a totally different investment strategy when you can when you can do those things. So yeah, that's another reason that we uh, we do the micro properties. We call them micro properties, not that the houses are small, but uh, right. it, basically yeah. it's price point. Yeah. Well, and it's, so it sounds like you know the the one of the keys for you is having a relationship with a great agent that understands absolutely your, your philosophy and what you guys want to do. Yep. So I don't get anything fed to me that I'm not interested in, and that's and that's important because then I'm not wasting time. So without revealing your secret sauce, how did you um, find an agent like that? I'm assuming that, you know, there's so many, every, I, I can't tell you how many real estate agents I know where I'm related to. So how do you yeah. find, find the one? So what was interesting is I did it through communities. So um, Facebook obviously has great communities. LinkedIn has great, yeah. you know, group communities. And you get in and we're, I'm not in an age, I'm not in a real estate community. I'm in an investing community. Okay. So then you start making relationships with other investors and, okay, so who do you use? you know, who's your agent, they want to take care of their agent, they want the best deals. So sure. hopefully they're going to get it. But then that agent might refer you to the next one. So the way that I found, um, you know, for example, the gal in St. Louis that we use, um, we just I literally found her in a community. She's an investor. Yep. She's got a very she actually taught me the the model that she that you know, we're using now. And um, she's just been phenomenal because she's like, hey, I won't send you anything that doesn't fit your specific criteria. End of story. And, you know, you can get, you get an opportunity to take advantage of it. If you don't want it, we just, you know, pass it down the line. Sure. And, um, and it's been, it's been a really lucrative relationship. It's been great. And so now we're just kind of doing the same thing and building, but you know, the thing that's, that's been interesting is, is when I hear invest, you know, people who are trying to start investing and come in, they say, well, Joe, like, how are you doing it? All they want to do is like buy a house tomorrow. And I'm like, well, we worked that relationship for six, eight months before we ever even made an investment. That was a big difference. And I think that people are very eager and they're not, they, they don't mend the relationships and the things that they need in order to get the deals that are the best. And now it's easy. Like we just, she, we, she sends deals every couple of days and now it's just a matter of picking and choosing. That makes sense. But like you said, I mean, we're often so, um, we're so rushed. We have this microwave mentality. It's like, okay, yeah. I'm going to get into real estate. I need to do it by the end of the week. It's like, we well, haven't done it in the last five years. Yeah. Why do you do it by the end of this week? What if you waited, like you said, 30, 60, 90 days, did yeah. your homework so you don't get offside? Um, even looking just at the whole property management side, like I don't want phone calls for hot water tanks, leaky roofs, broken glass. Nope, um, not a chance. Yeah. So I'm yeah, assuming that's another person, another person on your team is a property manager? Always in every market. And that's another reason that we look for agents who also invest, right? They're not going to take every deal. That's the thing. I think there's a fear around, well, if what if I work with an agent who is also an investor, they're not going to give us deals because they're going to keep them for themselves. Name an investor that can take every deal that falls in their lap, <laughs> yeah, no. right? Like there isn't one. 
and yeah. and probably 95 98% of all deals they pass on and they're great deals for somebody else they're just right. not the right in the moment you know um and so i think that that mentality i think will block a lot of people because i look back and i go wow that that is a, a mentality that i had i was very nervous about well i don't want i don't want to work with an agent who's an investor they're going to compete against me right. but there's there's so many opportunities everywhere you know um so but yeah, I, I just, I, I think that people rush and they do it because they have like this crypto mentality, you know, the cryptocurrency, right? You know, you should have been in six months ago because, you know, it, it, it jumped, you know, so high. Um, oh, wait, hold on. You should, you should have waited because now it crashed again. Um, you know, the, the real estate market is a lot slower than that. So you have so much more time. And then if you find, if you find markets that kind of have a steady, you know, kind of a flat growth, um, those are probably pretty strong places to have rentals, things like that. You're not going to get the huge appreciation that you'll get in, you know, kind of on the the left and right coasts, yeah. but or in you know places that are having a bunch of people migrate to. However, they're safe, and right. so for us, when I'm looking at, I want these properties to be paid off. I want my children to be able to run them and and own them twenty years from now. That's more of an interest than whether they appreciate at you know at thirty percent a year. I don't really care about that. Yeah. I mean, so there's another point. I mean, you were really clear and specific on your goals and what you <clears> want to get out. I don't need this for cash flow. I need to build something yeah. that's safe, an asset that will grow over time long term for my kids. Yep. So we each come to the table with different needs, wants, um, and and you know, requirements. So identifying yeah. to your what you've just said is figure out what you need. Yeah. What your goal is get the right. No, we, get the right we don't invest life. for no cash flow. That's not our deal. You know, we right. do want cash flow now. Yeah. Sure. I'm just not, I'm okay with the fact that after management fees and everything else that we have going on, yeah. if we're only netting a couple hundred bucks, like that's okay. That's better than, that's better than zero. Because sure. guess what? 20 years from now, that's going to, that's going to net a lot more. Right. right. But you don't need it to pay your regular bills. That's right. That's correct. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And I think I I think the the best way to enter investing has to do with that. Right? The the easiest way to invest is when you don't need it. If you're trying to invest because you need you need something coming in, yeah. Yeah, you're probably in the wrong business. Well, and to your point really about the realtor competing, I mean, I would rather work with a, a realtor or somebody <clears throat> else whatever business, investor, uh broker, somebody who's got huge deal flow. And right. the guys who have huge deal flow only have huge deal flow because they do deals. That's right. If you're working with an agent that only has gets one deal every six months, they're not yeah. competing with you. That's but right. are you going to get the best deals and see the the deal flow? Probably not. Yeah, I I, I agree. I agree. And we we like we like aggressive agents. <laughs> I like I like agents that um actually it's probably my wife who likes them more who are just like they just have a lot of the energy about it. And when they find a really good deal that kind of fits for you, like yeah. they're just super excited to tell you about it. Yeah. And, and that, that kind of drives our energy and goes, okay, well we, yeah, let's like keep punching. Let's keep going. Cause you, you know, you just bought a property last, last week and I don't want to see another deal. Cause we just like, you know, we just burned a bunch of cash in, 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 in a deal. Let's, let's, let's wait, let's wait, you know, a couple months and then we'll just get this excited, you know, uh, Hey, you really got to check this out. And they're FaceTiming you and they're trying to show you it, yeah. that's fun, you know, and yeah. then that keeps you excited and keeps you in the moment. Yeah. That's really cool. So what, uh, what wisdom would you share with our audience that's, that wants to get into the business? So it's kind of summarize. I mean, you, you yeah. have a lot of points here. So if there's one major point. What would it be? Ooh, 
One. Um, actually, I would, I would probably stay, say start small and get a win. Right. And what I mean by that would be get something that puts money back in your pocket after all expenses are paid. Even if it's $25 or it's $200, get something that's putting money in your pocket. Yeah, It, it could be a $50,000 property. It doesn't matter. $30,000 property. doesn't matter. Put some money in your pocket so that it's coming back and you can start to see, okay, this is how it goes. You can manage it and start running it like a business. Every individual property is its own business. If you look at it that way. And I, I prefer to, you know, we, you know, that's how we try to uh, run our company and is, is that way. Um, So what I would say is, is really focus on getting a win. So if you're just starting, don't do something that's difficult, do something super simple, go to a market that's got uber cheap properties. You can put a renter into it. You make a couple bucks and then you go, great. There's my business. Get good at running that. Find ways to get efficient with it. Find ways to you, there, there's ways to improve the cash flow of it, right? Can you can you put a nest in a home and all of a sudden reduce your energy expense, yeah. right? Which is less wear and tear on the, on on the you know on the, on the systems in the in the home and and all of the appliances and everything else. Can can you do little things like that that yeah. in time will make that property worth more money in, in in terms of cash? And so I think start start getting a win. Start with something. That's a great piece of advice, especially for folks who are married. Yeah. I mean, you know, I've been in the situation where I had the uncomfortable <clears throat> conversation with the wife over the dinner table. About, I can't believe you invested in that. So, you know, um, get, get some. <laughs> <laughs> I, think that's a, I think that's like a weekly conversation with us. Yeah. So what it's like, get, Joe, get, what did you do? <laughs> get some wins, keeps the relationship together. And like you said, even if it's 50 bucks a week. Um, it, it's, it's a win better than buy something big and and be in the whole 50 bucks a week. Uh, Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, there's, there's the strategies of taking losses and doing some of those things, but you know, what's better than lot than losing money is making money. (laughs) Like even, even as a tax advantage, it's so funny. Like, you know, there's tons of ways to find, find, you know, tax breaks and so forth. And I know that people, people lose money on, on real estate deals and they're, you know, they're negative. And I'm just going like, I don't see that as the best tax strategy to just lose money on a, on a real estate deal. I, I think there's easier ways to to do it. So, yeah, I mean, I, I, in that, and this goes for every business that I touch is that the first thing I want to do is I want to get a win. I want to get a win so I can touch it, taste it, feel it, play with it, you know, kind of mold it, improve it and make it, make it really, really good. So that the next time I pull the trigger, it's so easy. And right. then I have all of that confidence moving forward to take a bigger, take a bigger step. Yeah. And to your point that you, you learn along the way. So it's really a paid apprenticeship. It is. That's a great, yeah, that's a great analogy. Yeah, absolutely. Well, super cool. I, I love your energy. I, I love your approach. I think it's, I think it's brilliant. Um, so congrats on what you guys are Thank doing. Thank you. Thank you very much. Appreciate it. So Joe, where's the best place for our listeners to reach out, uh, connect with you, learn more about what you're doing? Cool. Go to joerare.com, J-O-E-R-A-R-E.com. That's the easiest place. Yep. That's pretty simple. I've been on your website. Pretty easy to find and navigate. So yep. thanks thanks for taking time. Thanks for sharing your knowledge. Uh, great to see the success that you're having. And like you said, you got a, a bumpy start, but you figured it out, turned it around. Yeah. And got a good solid plan. Yeah. It's been fun. It's been a, uh, it's a lot of work, but it's fun. <laughs> At the very least, it's a, it's a lot of fun. 
<laughs> awesome. Hey, well, thanks listeners for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed this episode uh, with Joe Rare. I uh, had a, you know, you can tell I had a blast talking to this guy. He's got lots of energy, lots of wisdom. Um, some of the best advice I've heard in a long time. Uh, take time to build a good relationship, find a good agent, um, and start with a win as soon as you can. So thanks for tuning in. Look forward to serving you guys on our next episode. I'm all about doing what I want to do and living life to the fullest. Every day, me and my team, we're on a mission to help you achieve all of your dreams. Thank you for listening to my first investment property podcast. If you're interested in sharing your story and you want to be a guest on my show, please visit my website, edwincarrion.com forward slash podcast forward slash apply. And if you like what you heard today, please follow me on my social media channels, Instagram and Facebook at edwincarrion78 or click on the link on my website. Also, please subscribe to our show on Apple, Google, Spotify, and you'll find our podcast there. Whatever you listen to your podcast. Once again, I'm Edwin Carrion. Thank you for listening to my first investment property podcast. Until next time.